may look really dark right now, but that's also where you get the greatest like beauty as well. Hi, welcome to the Winners Find A Way show and podcast with your host, Trent M. Clark, three-time World Series coach, CEO of Leadershipity, serial entrepreneur, having started 12 companies, coach to the 1%, and an international speaker. This show is going to be your go-to podcast for facing adversity, being inspired, and overcoming obstacles, all from the best in the world, business, sports, and leadership. Need to hydrate but tired of plain old water? You need rebellious infusions. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system. And L-thionine for brain health. 10 organic flavors and convenient liquid packets. Just add 16 ounces and you are on your way. Rethink your drink at drinkrebellious.com. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. like growth was actually through my most traumatic experiences. So in a weird way, we should relish challenges because there's always growth and there's always opportunity on the other side. So that's definitely one. I would uh, look at it and go, well, what faulty programming have I got running? Because it's you only get yourself into these instances if we've got faulty programming. It's not that you're bad or you're not capable. You just have a faulty program which has reached its limit. So this is a chance to break that down and then rewire it. And then I'll always like the quote from Martin Luther King that only in the darkness can you see see the stars. So that's just a reminder that... What, only the what? Only in the darkness can you see the stars. Mm. So it's just a reminder that it may look really dark right now, but that's also where you get the greatest like beauty as well. I love that. It's a good, good quote. Yeah, I think that it's so valued that... We, we never think about our programmings off, right? Like mm-hmm. that, that probably never enters someone's mind. The serving concept is just uh, because typically when we get into a bad place, I would say, well, let me, I'll just say personally, I'm not going to, I'm not going to call anybody else out here, but I would say personally, when I am in a bad place, nine times out of 10 pride led me there. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's some level of like, hey, I was making decisions. I know the way I, me, 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 not choosing to listen didn't bring the right people in, didn't take the patience to get information, whatever it was, right? And if I, if, I, if I circled back on the biggest challenges in my life, I would say pride is a big one, right? So man, pride never serves, right? Like <laughs> never. So it's like, whoa, what am I thinking? Like, this is not going to ever work. The other thing that you touched on that I just love, by the way, and, and I say this all the time and people flip out, like, I love conflict. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it. Like, listen, nothing ever got better in the world without some challenge, right? Without something that just stopped us and we went, oh, crap, this is as far as we can go. Is it? <laughs> like, hold on. Let's see if we can actually go further in another way. Like, and there's all these things. So that ability, it, it has always been the moment there's conflict, challenge, disagreement. We all just like, it's like the clouds opened up improvements possible if you're ready. Are you ready for improvement? Are you ready to do something different? Let's listen into everybody and actually come away from this on a rocket ship getting better. Or we can all just act like fools, go into our childhood mode, throw fits. Well, I'll throw myself down on the floor, throw bad words at people, you know, stomp my feet, whatever. And we're still doing this as adults, right? In business today. When And, and you've seen it probably as a coach. Oh, yeah. Where you got a 50-year-old going, are you serious right now? Like, like just 
airing people out and everything else. You're like going, there is no way that is ever going to have any effectiveness to get over this challenge. We're seeing that with a lot of our leaders in the world right Ugh. now. You see them as grown men. I'm like, no, they're just wounded little boys acting out right now. And that's right? that's where we need to rise up and, and actually start putting some, supporting the feminine really, because uh, the, the wounded little men have caused a lot of problems in this life. And now it's time for like, let's get back to nurturing and nature and, and love and supporting supporting ways. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, it's it's amazing when you know. Probably about fifteen, twenty years ago, really, emotional intelligence took a big jump, right? You know, a lot of focus in it. You know, based on the book, right? And then about probably I'd say ten, twelve years ago, it be it really leaked itself into that corporate leader, and so. It's amazing when you see the lack of emotional intelligence in world leaders, right? It's like, wait, do you have any kind of control of what you say, do, act, how you respond to people? Like there is so much done that many people like would be fired out of your or my business within a month. Yeah. And I would actually say they don't have control. They're running on a reactionary program rather than being in a responsive mode. And that's one of the key elements, of, like a key behavior intentionality is respond rather than react. Understand that you do have programs going on. Things are going to get triggered, which is going to set off a, an automatic re reaction. But you have choice. We have, the one bit we do have free agency of is our behavior. We can't control our thoughts. We can't control our feelings. But we can drive those feelings and beliefs and thoughts through our behavior. So in that moment, oh, I'm noticing myself. I'm getting triggered and irritated. Rather than just starting to lash out, we could take a breath, calm down our nervous system, and then go, what's the feeling I want? What do I want to connect with? Well, I want to become closer to my partner. Well, is yelling at them or telling them that they've done something wrong, is that going to bring us more connection? No. What would be? Well, perhaps actually just going, oh, wow, I'm just acting a little bit silly right now. Or going in and giving them a hug, suddenly you get that feeling, that connection, and then that starts chipping away at a new belief. And that's, that's really the work. And that's why I always say you're one breath away from intentionality because it's intentionality is literally defining how you want to feel and then doing the behavior that takes you towards that. One breath gives you a chance to respond rather than react. One breath. I love this. I think we're going to be active, right? We're going to take an active something. And even doing nothing is actually an active move, right? It is. Doing nothing is actually uh, intentional activeness uh, of nothing, right? I think it's but one of the <laughs> hardest active moves. <laughs> That's right. So I always ask people, if you're going to be active, are you going to be pro or re? Like and, mm. and I don't see organizations or teams do reactive well. I really like that quote. I might use that. That's a good one. Yeah, use it, Finney. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So let's move a little bit to some of the questions I have from audience here. Okay. I love this one here. You've had a lot of success, won many games, many battles, overcome a lot. What's the best battle that you've ever conquered in your lifetime? Uh, it'd definitely be rewiring my subconscious program from a one of fear to love. That's what I've been on the last four years, that journey. And I realized that now I'm in a place where I'm not, I'm not uh, accountable to sort of anyone else. I'm not reacting to anyone else. I'm just purely responsible to myself. And now the world can be chaos around me. And I know that I'm completely fine. I can just be steady because I can always lean into love. So that's definitely the hardest battle. And it was the most confronting as well because it really I had to take acknowledgement that I was causing this. Yes, there were some events in my life that triggered this, but that happened 20 years ago. 
I was choosing participating in this every day since. And that was the bit where I was like, wow, I have to release this. And I had to do mm. a lot of forgiveness to myself, forgiveness of others, and by far the greatest thing because now I experience peace and joy. And they are the two highest emotional states under enlightenment. And that's where we really need to be operating within. Love it. Okay. This one's pretty good. This is going to kind of take into your coach. You know, you've been deep into this journey and now let's take a look at others mm-hmm. for a minute because most of us look in the mirror and something's very obvious, but we don't see it in ourselves. What do you see most often that people are missing when they look in that mirror? I think it's actually not acknowledging the miracle of their life. It goes back to your statement of that our body is worth $500 million. Right. Like if you actually just acknowledge that, suddenly you feel a lot more proud, a lot more connected, a lot more rich in life. And a lot of people say, I don't believe in miracles. And I just look at them and I'm like, what about you? Like you are one act of you becoming into this life. Like so many elements had to happen there. Like that's just one of millions of miracles. And once you get open to that wonder and that awe of life, suddenly you start seeing all these things and you realize that it is a bit of a playful game and you can really get out of your current situation by just being open and starting to play with, with this beautiful wonder of the universe. I think that that's a great example of what I would never think, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not trying to shy on it. I mean, I think that I don't look in the mirror and think, oh, miracle, right? Like, look, I was born into this unique environment, yada, 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 like all the things that have happened in my life and all the even close misses, you know, a lot of near misses, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, just continues. I, I've had, I mean, I've had 10 miracles in my life that mm-hmm. are just absolutely nearly unexplainable. So one of my uh, challenges in my life is how I respond to injuries. I get really down at myself. It's just something which I've worked on greatly over my life. And we do that a lot. We, we're always like, I can't believe I injured myself here. But if you actually had a, a videotape of all the near misses that could have resulted in injuries, like I'm a very intense skier, mountain biker, all these things. Like, There's been multiple times where I've done somersaults and land on my neck and I think it's over and then I just walk up and walk off and yeah that's part of that miracle like stop focusing on what is wrong with you or what you don't have and realize that there's a lot going for you that's so true I love that how do you feel like along the way here's a good question how do you feel like you got developed did you get developed through the military the university what were the things that you were learning along the way that's really served you now that you know I I always think like when I was a coach Right. I, I worked with all these famous coaches. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking things from Nick Saban and all these different coaches that I was around. And there was just bunches of people that are now, you know, Hall of Fame type coaches. And, I, and I'm taking the best of them because I'm auditing why they're successful as I'm as I'm in the middle of it and watching them from, you know, right next to them very closely and seeing how people respond, all these things. So when you look at your development, what kind of influences were you had that they had on you along the way? So one of my assets or skill sets, I think, is I surround myself by incredible people. And I don't look at them in their entirety. I pick out the things that I really want. So I have like this, I call them a brain's trust around me. And I know who to turn to in certain situations, which has been a great asset. There's been a few moments, like the military, four years of the most intense leadership training you could get. And there was just a core couple of principles you could summarize it was. One was just make a decision. That was the most fundamental thing in the military as an army officer was 
make a decision because the biggest thing you could do to stop your platoon trusting you is to be like in a place of like, I'm not sure what to do. It's better to make a decision. And then as you go in the wrong direction, you suddenly realize, oh, I'm going the wrong direction and you just fix it and loop back around. So that was incredible. So the analysis paralysis is the yeah. danger. Yeah, that was incredibly important. Another one was just thinking about like what could actually go wrong. And rather than getting into the fear of it, we never stopped a mission because of what could have gone wrong. We just went, well, when that goes wrong, what, what's our strategy? Like, how are we going to plan for that? So we used to call them actions on, which was incredible. And then ultimately looking at people who I respected and trying to change the definition of success. I think that this is a big challenge. Is so many people, oh, you've had all this success. And I'm like, well, have I? Or is that only an accepted definition of success in your world that you're comparing that growing That's businesses, right. making money is success? What about really being in love with yourself, having incredibly quality relationships, being healthy? Like once we change that definition of success, so that's something I work on a lot personally and with other people is let's make your definition of success and that's what you're comparing against. So good. Love it. Uh, so let's talk, before we go here, I want to talk a little bit about in Intentionality Inc. and talk about how love and prosperity flows into that, how those things come together. Because, you know, I think that, um, I, I would say probably most people would argue, well, if I'm very intentional, prosperity is going to come. And again, we're back to people's definitions of prosperity, right? Mm -hmm. Like that means you got the rich house and you got the big mansion and you got the, you got the goods and the stuff and you can go do what you want. And we're all just defining what success is in, in our own minds, right? It is. So what we do with intentionality, we have four main pathways and the main path, first pathway is the grounding path. And this is all by how you want your life to look like. What is it that you want to feel? Think of it as like a blueprint for success. And we call it the grounding path because it's meant to ground you into what matters to you. Because sometimes in life we get opportunities and it looks great and someone says, oh, this would be perfect for you, but it's not in line with what you really want for your life. And then you suddenly go off your path and before you know it, you're living a completely different life that you want. So we've got to have that core grounding path. And then we have three other pathways, which when we look at most people who go to any self-help group or or retreat, they're, they're either looking for three things. They're looking for better well-being, better love, or better prosperity. So we have the well-being path, the prosperity path, and the love path. And the idea is, is it's about how do you want to feel? You'll notice that we always talk about how do you want to feel because so often we think a materialistic object or an achievement is going to make us feel the right a particular way. But if we don't know what it is that we want to feel, perhaps that's not going to lead it to that way. And suddenly we're five years down the path and we get that achievement and we're like, oh, this isn't what I wanted. Yeah. So we want to get to that really early. And the idea that all pathways lead to intentionality, but you do need to be balanced. If you go too focused on prosperity, there's going to be a, a consequence with your well-being and love path potentially. So we've got to make sure that they're all coming concurrently along parallel pathways. And sometimes you can focus on one in particular, but it can't be at the loss of the other. It has to be like, oh, wow, I've got my well-being path really strong now. So now I can focus on prosperity path because I've already, almost got it on autopilot, but I'll have checks in place to make sure that I'm not going off. Yeah. And I saw this. I mean, this is a really cool way to look at it. I, I saw this in pro athlete athletics where we would get athletes very focused on their physical well-being and they would not focus on their mental well-being mm -hmm. or their skill sets which were so important or they would just focus on skill sets because everyone has says i have to have more skill and then injury knocks them out because they didn't focus on their health and wellness and prevention 
right? So it's, uh, you know, we, we do have to keep all those things working together and move them all up together to have that balance because one thing drops and it'll cradle the whole thing. It does. And it's a real problem with uh, the way our human mind works. We think in things in a linear way and we believe that, well, I'll focus on my prosperity now and then I'll deal with my love and my well-being. But there's a few things that happen. Like one, at that time, you're creating new programs which are going to be really hard to unwire later on. So yeah. you might think you might be able to do that. Oh, I'll deal with love then. But you've come such a grumpy, irritated, prideful person that you actually can't be open to that love. Or like what happens in life a lot, we think, oh, I'll make all this money and then I'll enjoy it all. A lot of people, their bodies start falling apart. They can't enjoy it. And, and that's why I think this whole way we've got like work hard now for retirement later, it's a fallacy. It's a trap. Like there's so many people who can't enjoy their life because their body doesn't enable it. So why yeah. not just back off a little bit when you're younger? Do you really need to be make all this money now? Or could you actually be having multiple sabbaticals and having enough buy a little bit more time and trust that you're actually going to work for the rest of your life. Because as most people know, work brings fulfillment if you're actually oh. passionate and doing what matters. So right. why would you suddenly want to give up something that you've been so attached to for this idea of this fantasy of playing golf for 40 years? I love it, man. Listen, we could talk all day. <laughs> I'll tell you all day on this stuff. I love it. So uh, let's let's get a close here. First of all, thank you to Finn Kelly for coming on. This has just been awesome. Follow the show on YouTube Live. Many more videos on the Leadership at the YouTube channel. We are on Leadership at the Instagram, Twitter, Trent M. Clark. You can find all the socials there. Our website is leadershipity.com. Look for our upcoming book, The Pyramid of Leadershipity. And you can also do a self-assessment there. So you can reach out to me at Trent at Leadershipity and find out a little bit more about my values and accountability as a leader and then of course finn tell them where they can find you so the best place is finneyandkelly.com or the finney and kelly on social media and you'll go down a pathway and just take use of the free resources we have there love that yeah i'm gonna jump on that if you enjoyed today's episode please continue listening rate us uh winners find a way five stars we work hard to find value delivering stories from the one percent leaders for you each and every episode finney and kelly of course did not disappoint. Mm -hmm. And so let's end, Finian, with your quote. What's your go-to? Like, hey, if there's a time you talked about three great things that we can do. Let me, while you're kind of pulling your quote out, I want to talk mm -hmm. a quick, just synopsis. You know, talking about dealing with trauma and how we react to that and having a, a good and healthy relationship with risk. Adding through subtracting, so important. Give up the story that you need fear. I love that. The three things when you're down, how does it serve me? You know, maybe I check your faulty programming and the famous quote from MLK that you can only see uh, only in the darkness. Can you see the stars? Which I love that quote, by the way. And then the shift in science, right? As we've had this to quantum physics and how we're, we're discovering there's much more holistic, you know, physical science, mental science, everything on that side, right? On the quantum. So, and then of course, I, have, I got a lot of good stuff. All your, all your things that you learned about from your upbringing in your development, right? Make a decision, calculating what could go wrong and having tools in your adaptability tool belt to actually address those when they do go wrong and then defining success for you what that looks don't let other people define success for you i thought that's huge give me your quote what do you go to so whenever i'm a little bit lost what happens is you get into that state where you're thinking about yourself too much 
and it just can cause problems. So I love a quote by Gandhi, which is the best way to find yourself is in the service of others. Mm. So whenever I'm in doubt, I just reach out and go, who, who can I help in that moment? And generally I always, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy as well. You end up feeling better as well, which naturally helps you. I love this. As you, as you've pointed out so deeply here about questioning the direction we're going. I, I never think there's a wrong, you know, there's no way to serve wrong, right? Always feeling better to give to somebody. I love that quote. I thought about our interview this week, Finney in, and I was thinking, I, I, I immediately came to Marshall Goldsmith because of your mm. background and your pivots. What got you here won't get you there. Like we have to stay open to that as I, as, as I'm learning from you and I learned a lot today. I just hear that. And I just think, man, thought of that right away for you. So, so thankful you could join us today. All excited about having you again. So thank you so much. Thank you, Trent. Loved it. All right. Everyone else, please join us every Friday, 1230 Eastern and 9:30 AM Pacific for the winners find a way show. Always join us. You can find us at leadershipity.com and look for, Ask me anything every Friday at two o'clock. Look forward to the next time, Finian. Great to see you. Hate the crappy ingredients in many beverages and energy drinks? Rebellious Infusions are the go-to functional beverage. They have five or fewer plant-based organic ingredients. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system. And L-thionine for brain health. Rebellious Infusions are available at drinkrebellious.com. Rethink your drink. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. Do you want to be our next guest? Or do you have inspiring stories to share? Or do you love to inspire, support, and empower thought leaders? Feel free to send Trent a direct message on Instagram or Facebook at Leadershipity.